Today's edition of the podcast is brought to you by CoachMe Plus. CoachMe Plus is the leader in athlete management software and a product that I've been lucky enough to be using for a little over a year now. Only rivaled by the impeccable customer service that Kevin and his staff provides, CoachMe Plus's ability to constantly be amoeba-like in their ability to mold and, and matriculate what you're trying to get across and bring together is, is absolutely fantastic. Their constant pursuit of better ways and better methods and, and innovations and progress to their own product is absolutely fantastic. Go over to CoachMePlus.com, check out what they got, guys. It's, uh, it's something that I guarantee you won't be disappointed with. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, I'm going to sit down and talk building your staff and the culture in your weight room with George Washington University's Director of Strength and Conditioning, Matt Johnson. Matt's going to start out sharing with us how he's built his staff and things that they do to develop them, and then how his staff has impacted him as a coach. We then get into you know how that staff and the selection of people leads to the culture in your weight room, and then we finish off talking about something that's really unique for Matt at GW, and that is dealing with a lot of international athletes, um, how that has been a challenge and how that's made him a better coach dealing with people who their first language isn't always English. And guys, this is an absolutely awesome talk. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let's get right to it. Matt, thanks for being on with us today, bud. Hey, Jay, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. So listen, you guys have had a lot of crazy stuff going on up there. You've got almost a brand new staff up there at George Washington. Mm -hmm. So how about we start talking about developing and building your staff and, and how that's going to be the, the framework of everything that you guys have mm -hmm. up there in the weight room? Yeah, so uh, for me and my and my leadership style, Jay is is I'm I'm big into letting people be a rock star at what they are a rock star in, and it's it's we we don't have a cookie cutter system. It's just like a, a starting five on on the basketball court. Everybody has a different role. Everybody does things differently and and excels um, in a different manner on the court. I believe it's the same way on a strength and conditioning staff. So, um, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's me really expressing the fact that um, they're here for a reason. I'm completely confident in them as coaches and them as people um, that, you know, their, their, um, their time spent here on our staff is, is, is one that I'm in full support and, and trust. And, and, I, and I think as a, as a leader, is it really motivates your team when you express the trust that you have in the individuals that work for you. Um, so people that know me know that I'm, I, I let it pour out, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I, I let them know right away that, you know, they're on my team because I know that they are an MVP and that they could win for me every day. Yes. And I think that that's obviously such a huge part to allowing people to grow and develop is to understand that they have that support mm -hmm. so then when you get these newer coaches on your staff what are some things you're looking to do to help build selfishly yourself because of the people you're bringing in yeah. and then also you, the staff as a whole 
Yeah, you know, the, uh, we, we talk a lot about the sliding scale. And I, I think in order for us to serve our athletes the, in the best manner and, and put the best training program out there, we can't have a coach employing methods on the right side and the rest of us on the left side. And so we talk a lot about kind of living in the same area. Now, not all on the same scatter plot, right? Or the same part of the, of the spectrum and, you know, the different areas, right? But understanding um, our, you know, philosophical views and, and, and how we approach training. And that ties everything together. You know, for us, we love rear foot elevated split squats. Almost every single one of our sports, we have 27 of them here. Everybody does it and it just ties it together. And so, uh, but also too, I, I'm, I, I believe in the, the power of autonomy and allowing people to be great at, at um, what they do. For example, if, if you highly emphasize PRI and you want to do some breathing work for five minutes at the you know, beginning of the session to get your athletes parasympathetic, then fine, you can do that. Um, I, I've never put handcuffs on any of my coaches. We, we have conversations and we say, hey, this is, this is where we live and this is kind of like the bubble that we need to reside and, and please do not disrespect our department and our staff as a team and go outside this bubble. But I, I give them kind of free reins, rein to bounce around. Yeah, and then when you're looking at it as different traits and things, you, you're, you have a very eclectic staff now with with a lot of different points on that spider graph Mm -hmm. how did some of that selection process go for you when you were looking at who you were bringing in yeah you know i I like having somebody with a, a a heavy emphasis on movement and corrective exercise and understanding um how the body works i think that's really important to have somebody that really is well versed and educated in that environment. I think it's it's also great we have somebody uh, that's outstanding in the Olympic lifts and um, can teach them and can cue them and really break down the 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 Oli lifts and derivatives in finite detail. Um, and not and that kind of can go in. You can throw in some barbell prescription there and some squats and deads and presses and whatnot. Um, and also too, I, I like having the uh the personalities you know you have to to have likable people and um for me i'm, I'm kind of viewed as the general and i'm, I'm very uh, straight and to the point and um i'm articulate i'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do but it's uh it's great you know having brandy and she's such a, a lovable personality and all the athletes love coming in and, and dapping her up. And, you know, she's going to be bright eyed and bushy tailed and with a smile on her face to greet them when they come into the weight room. So for me, it's also too hiring a great, um, highly energetic, lovable personality on my staff as well. No, and that's awesome. And I think that that ties in really well to something that we were talking about before we got started here. And and that's how, you know, the, the culture of the weight room and, and the culture of the department and the teams that you work with are, are such a big thing to you. So how does how do all of those different characteristics of the people that you're bringing in um, impact, you know, those things that you're, you're trying to develop these young men and women and, and vice versa? How does 
what you're trying to develop with them impact the people that you're bringing in? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, for me. I, I've hired a lot of positions. I'm starting my fifth year here at GW, and I mean, every single year, the resume stack grows, Jay. I mean, it's it's humbling to, to look at and really helps me appreciate um, how blessed I am to be in the position I am. But with that said, it, you know, I, it, for me, it's 50 50. It's it's 50 percent who you are. Right. What's in here? What's in here and what comes out your mouth? Um, and it's also 50 percent what you do, more of the X's and O's. Right. But everybody talks about the basics. Right. The basics are problem solving, listening, communicating, uh, investing and loving um, your athletes unconditionally. Those are the basics. And and then there's and that's there, there's some importance in that. And it's something that I certainly don't overlook. So um, we have we're lucky to have a lot of smart people here, um, but they're also phenomenal, phenomenal people. And if you're if you're not a phenomenal person in, in terms of my evalu evaluation of you, I'm a little concerned by that because are you going to be able to, to reach our athletes? Are you going to touch their heart and, and, and open their eyes and open their ears to what training is all about? Um, sometimes, um, you know, the person that is the, is the most well-read, right, but might not be the, the, the most lovable personality and the most approachable person. So it's got to be, it's 50, 50 for me. Uh, it's the Sheldon Cooper complex, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And you know, you guys do a lot of different things up there around those sort of things too. Um, yeah. let's touch on that a little bit. Like, cause I'm sure that, you know, that's a, that idea of those basics not being like, whenever we say the basics, it's like squat, bench, deadlift, clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're looking at it a different way. So how are some of these external activities that mm -hmm. you're you have going on fit into like your idea of the basics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do a lot of competitions and really for me it's it's building bonds, building uh relationships and and for me, you know, it, it's it's the stuff I remember as an athlete. I was a Division three basketball player, and, and those those team building activities of you know the rope courses or going out and doing you know uh, a different competition workout where it's it's our team versus you your team. That's that's playful. That's like playground stuff. You know, when we were in fifth grade out on the monkey bars, and it, it brings it back to really our our roots and and. I think kids enjoy that. And, and I've always understood one thing, Jay, is, is they're here to be a basketball player or whatever athlete they want to be. They're not here to be a strength and conditioning scholarship athlete, right? Um, you know, I, I try to keep it real. I try to, try to keep it energetic, engaging. Um, and we get a lot of – we train hard. And, 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 and we have them in the weight room three to four times a week and – and all of our teams are, are very consistent in terms of what they do in terms of picking the barbell up and down. But I, I believe that um, you can also do some fun, engaging, playful, right, kind of playground activities to keep them, keep their attention and, 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 and keep it engaging for them. So uh, men's basketball, for example, 
they've played water polo before, right? Um, people look at that and it's like, well, why do you have these guys playing water polo? They were in the shallow end, Jay. I didn't put, a, I didn't drop them in the the, the deep end. But uh, for me, I looked at the sport. It was like this is a lot like basketball, right? How it's played. Um, you're shooting on something, right? You're shooting on a goal, kind of similar to shooting on a basket. But what I wanted to do was keep something fun, kind of get their mind off of training, practicing, academics, the stress of life, go out there and have some fun. But also it was a win for me because we got some recovery in. They were in the pool. They were kicking around. They were in there for 30 minutes. So it was a win for them and it was a win for me. Which team was this? Which year? Men's basketball. No, no. Uh, the NIT championship team. All right, we'll talk a little about that at the end because I got some questions, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put names right now because there's a couple guys around that team. That I'm interested to see yeah, how they yeah. did in this. I think you know who I'm gonna ask about too. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why you're laughing. We have, we have to do that off camera. Yeah, no doubt. But so listen, man, and, and that with all of that stuff, that that's fantastic. But I think that what a lot of people struggle with when it comes to the the whole idea, whether no matter what your basics are, whatever your culture is is bringing new people in and, and how that works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin just gone through it and you guys right at the tail end of it right now. Let's, uh, let's touch upon that a little bit. Like what's, what are you guys doing? How are you handling, um, whether it be a transfer or a new guy, especially with you guys? Cause in the past, what's, what's always been really interesting to me about it is you guys have always had a ton of internationals, mm-hmm. which is even more different. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about how you bring, these young people in and acclimate them and get them involved and not just to the training, but also to the culture factors you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, really the main method that we employ is our foundations program. And, and I'm not going to wow everybody by saying this, but they're using their body weight. And I, I think it's, it's the initial resistance that we have to overcome as humans and uh, work against uh, that mean old gravity and, and be able to apply um, a diverse group of movements and show efficiency in those diverse group. Not just a seven-layer FMS, but um, be able to do push-ups with plank-like precision, be able to lunge, be able to squat, be able to balance on one leg and, and, and throw some different leg drivers in there. Um, you know, can you can you utilize your core in a different manner manner can you flex in an anterior environment you know can you laterally flex and and do you have the strength to 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 navigate in those different movement patterns i think there's some some stock to that and i think there's some importance to that and and for us it's it's something that's very easy to assign to an athlete before we even see them on day one so how it works jay is um there's a exercise video with this big, you know, six, five goofy guy on there. Um, hint, hint, but, uh, he's doing all the exercises and, um, we send that it's a private YouTube link and we send it out to them. And so they have the, the PDF program and it's a corresponding exercise video and everything is there, you know, exercise by exercise, everything is demonstrated and it's something that they can grasp on quickly. And what I love about it too it's comprehensive, but it's also the, the, the compliance is there because you can do it in any facility in America, 
right? So for our international guys, we know the weight room is basically obsolete over there. Do they even have weight rooms, you know? Uh, <laughs> but uh, some do, but some don't. Uh, so it's it's it really has worked well for us because as soon as they walk across that stage and they graduate from high school, boom, it lands in their inbox, get the PDF, get the the, the private YouTube link, and they can get started. Um, also, too, what I like about it, Jay, is is are you putting in work to to show up here and impress people, right? How much does it mean to you? Um, there's, there's no if, and, or buts. There's no excuses. You can't, you know, whine and complain. Oh, I didn't know what to do. Right. We're talking about body weight exercises and we're talking about an, a step-by-step 25 minute exercise video that shows you everything you need to know. Right. So there, there's, there's, there's no, um, there's no excuses. And so, uh, they show up here and from day one, what we do is we say, Hey guys, Day one, performance foundations, uh, you know, freshmen, transfers, let's see it. And that's a test, right? It's a test to see it, have they put in the work, but it's also a test in terms of our coach's eye, how well are they performing all the work? Um, so some guys will quickly graduate from that. They'll do three sessions and I'll say, hey, you're ready for a 45 pound bar, not with weights on it yet, but a 45 pound bar. Um, some guys, we had a recent athlete, he spent three weeks on it. You know, he's doing his, his little, uh, you know, the worm little, you know, dance move there. He's doing the worm push ups and, you know, can't do pull ups and, and, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, hip shift and, and, uh, displacement in his hips and when squatting just body weight, well, he's got hip displacement, you know, left from his body weight. I'm certainly not going to load his back yet. So um, for me, the training is is individual and, and, and the way it's individual is not saying, oh, you need bigger biceps, you're going to do hammer curls, three sets of 10, and you need bigger triceps, and you're going to do three sets of 10 tricep pushdowns, is accelerating guys through a program at different periods of time based on how they're responding to the training stimulus. If they're taking, if they've done the work and if they've done the body weight stuff, and they put the work in before arriving here on summer two, then you're ahead of the you're ahead of the the, the game, right? So now mm-hmm. you can start doing your barbell accumulation work. Well, hey, you you had fun in the month of May and June, and you you didn't do your homework. Well, now you kind of have to spend the time here doing the, the the foundations program. So that right there, in terms of culture and motivation. And, 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 um, people don't like being left behind, right? That's who we are as humans, right? So it motivates kids. It's like, Hey, I got to get on, uh, on the platform. I got to get with the rest of the group. So now you start seeing that athlete in off hours doing extra work, doing the performance foundation program more, right? So it's, uh, it's not rocket science. But um, what I found is, is, you know, if you're not if you're not fixing those those that ability to, to functionally navigate with your body weight, you run into a lot of problems in a loaded environment, whether it be with dumbbells, medicine balls or barbells. So, um, yeah. No, I love it. And I think that that's great. And I love that it. I love the statement of 
you find out who wants to impress people because they I I've quite frankly never had very good luck when it comes to uh freshmen following mm-hmm. those programs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I I like how you break that down. I think that that's that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of touch on the the international kids, Jay, um, in my time here, I've trained an athlete from Argentina, an athlete from Denmark, an athlete from Serbia, Japan, um, Spain. You know, initially day one, you tell them how to. You think you coaching is all based on your mouth? You're wrong, right? And it really, it really helps you tap into this whole other dimension of coaching is by doing and kind of doing it the old fashioned way is we as humans kind of tracking back on just who we are and just understanding people and, and, and how we, uh, we retain and pick up information is we learn best by doing and seeing. Right. So with those guys, we don't really coach a lot with our words and we're not yelling till we're blue in the face. You know why? Because they don't understand what we're saying. (laughs) Um, You know, we we're we're showing them and and we're and we're saying, hey, um, this is this is what I want you to do. Go and do it. And I'm a big fan of exploring movement. Right. Getting out there in in the play box, play uh, the, the, the playground or the sandbox and building your own sandcastle. Right. Um, having fun with it, exploring movement. Um, turnovers happen in basketball. Mix, misreps happen in the weight room. So for an athlete to have a 45 pound bar on his on his back after he's gone through some performance foundations work and maybe he's towing down heavy and, you know, he's not pushing the hundred dollar bill down flat in the ground with his heels, which is what we teach him. Don't let that hundred dollar bill blow away. But um you know, maybe he's towing down heavy and he's got a little bit of a heel lift. There's 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 worse things that could happen. Right. So uh, some some little misreps there and, and we can simply, you know, elevate their heels and, and do different things to, to modify the exercise of that is on a consistent basis. But one thing I will not do, Jay, is I don't I'm not this over analytical coach. I, I show you what has to be done. I set you up in an environment that I know you can be successful and perform these exercises. I'm never going to set a kid up in a, in, a, in a manner that the exercise is too far away from his skill set and ability in the weight room. I'm always going to put him in this area that I know he can perform the exercise. But I'm not a fan of the guy racks the bar and now it's like information regurgitation and you know just you're just barfing all these coaching cues at the athlete yeah they're trying to clean it up they're trying to clean up all the stuff you just spit on the floor so like um i'll tell them one or two things but i uh i i I understand very much especially with our international guys is this is this is like uh pluto (laughs) you know like just this unbelievable area that they've never really been fully in you know indoctrinated in and mm-hmm. in, in, in a part of and so it's it's a process and it's a and it's a little bit of a slower process and 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 it tests your patience as a coach because yeah you want to push them ahead and, and whatnot but you got to do what's smart and you got to do what's logical 
in the grand scheme of things because you know what, Jay? We have them for four years. Nobody here at GW is leaving early to go to the NBA. Okay. Um, we have these guys for four years. So um, I look at it as, you know, I have a long period of time. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in, I'm going to do the work on the front end right now to prevent all the work having to be done on the back end. And, oh, man, we got to fix this guy's squat. Well, you should have fixed it or, or taught it well when he came in as a freshman. Right. Not have been in such a, a, a you know, a, a rush to, to put 135 on the bar because you didn't want to hurt the guy's ego. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so for the international guys, it's it's uh, it's a little bit, you know, I, I think as a coach, you always have to pump the brakes. But for me, I, I find myself pumping the brakes more and kind of coasting a little bit um, early on in the process because of the language barrier. You know, it's um, for me, we went to Japan last summer. And I, this is my fourth year training Yuta and just a phenomenal athlete came in at 177 and he broke the 200 pound mark for the first time in his life. And this guy is still lean, 6% body fat. Um, and he came in here literally like you could see every single rib. You can't see every single one of my ribs, but, um, you know, you could see every single one of his ribs. Right. And, uh, so we went to Japan and it was unbelievable. Jay, I, I wanted to buy a, like a water, you know, like you walk into these stores in Japan and nobody speaks English, right? I'm trying to do a simple thing, buy a water bottle, right? I'm trying to teach this guy how to train. And that, that, that really tied it together for me. It's like, wow, this is, this is remarkable what these guys do, how they come over here and with the language barrier and I'm trying to teach them a lot more complex things than just grab, you know, grabbing a water um, at the convenience store. Yeah. Well, then let's let's keep going with that because you have had quite a few guys from across both ponds. What has been, if you wouldn't mind sharing, like what has been like a breakthrough moment where you've had with one or all or some of them? Um, and you don't have to say names, obviously. Yeah, um, we'll talk after. I'll see if I can figure out who it was. But yeah. it's uh, like like I think that would be cool. Like like for any of them. Like if there was any ever a moment where it was like, that's where we could start connecting and you know and, and communicating. I think that would be a cool cool thing to to talk about. Yeah, you know it's it's um, I think basketball here in the states is is built on this this athletic player. Right. One that's fast and strong and physical. And that's how they excel on the on the court. The international game is is very skill related. Um, you know, the, the level of physicality isn't doesn't even equate to the level of physicality here. Certainly, um, you know, in the A-10 uh, when we're playing Richmond. But, uh, you know, so uh, it, I, I think for them understanding that the strength of their body is really important to be a player. Um, you know, growing up internationally, I think they're, they're used to the, you know, the pick and pop game, the, the perimeter offense. There's not a lot of like down low, you know, post play where, you know, your the physicality is, is, is obviously important, but all those guys at various points of their career have said things like, Hey coach, 
I'm able to hold position better in, in, in the post and, and, and really get my hips into the guy and control him and feel him on my back. And that's helping me set up where I like to so I can score the ball. Right. Um, our wing players have said things like, um, you know, because these 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 these, you know, soft contact bumps on the perimeter. That's not a foul. Right. <laughs> like uh, that's basketball. And so having the strength to 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 own your angle of pursuit, get to the rim and and fight off that that soft contact makes you more of a threat. Um, the ability to not just get fouled and then the ball goes flying, but finish through a guy and put it in the basket. And now that's the difference between two foul shots and an and one. You know, so all those guys, it, the breakthrough has happened when they've committed themselves to the weight room and some it's happened early on and some it's, it's taken, you know, a, a few years, maybe it, that epiphany happened in their sophomore or junior year, but it's happened when they've trained and then they see it on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's the, the epiphany is not going to happen in the weight room. <laughs> no. uh, it's, it's going to, this stuff that we geek out about as coaches and like, Oh man, look at his squat depth. You know, he's getting four inches lower and he's setting his knees in a better position and he's really doing a better job of getting proud. Um, you know, man, he looks 10 times cleaner than, than he, than he did six months ago. That's stuff we pay attention to, but these guys, they pay attention to what their life, which is basketball. And so the, the enlightening moment and, and really where they, realize the impact of the of the weight room was on the basketball court that's pretty awesome man and i'm actually glad to hear that they can figure out that it shows up because i think all too often there's a lot of times where they kind of overlook that you know yeah and it's and it's tough in the it's tough in the sport of basketball man like it's easy right for track you lift weights and you run faster it's easy and swim, right? You lift weights and you swim faster. Or, you know, you're a thrower. You lift weights and you throw farther, right? With basketball, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it's just like such a, such a multidimensional sport with so many different intangibles that you need to be excellent at. And it's hard to, to expose truly what the weight room is doing, you know? Um, it, cause it's just, it's just a laundry list of stuff that they need as players, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're training a hundred meter dash person and they're doing French contrast and now they're running, you know, three tenths of a second faster. Well, Hey, you know, the French, French contrast is working. <laughs> We're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball, it's, it's, uh, it's more, more of a difficult sell and it's, it's harder to identify truly the impact of, of what we do in the weight room. Oh. So I th- think when you understand the game and you can talk to them on the sideline, like for me, I, I played ball, you know, so I, I, I know the, the, the basketball verbiage and lingo and, and how to talk about, you know, things like, you know, owning your space and guarding your yard and, and, you know, you know, finishing through contact at the rim, like guys like that, when you can say like, Hey, you're doing a great job with that. I really have noticed that at practice and, you know what? You know why that's the case? Because you've committed yourself in the weight room and the the strength and the power and all the, the intangibles we're trying to, to, to build in the weight room is now showing its face on the court. Yeah, no doubt. And that's awesome. And speaking of showing strength on the court, 
Yes. One thing a lot of people may not know about Matt Johnson is he coached the national championship team. <laughs> Selfishly, I would like to hear the best story from that year as as kind of our closing out because there were there were some there were some studs on that team. Yeah, man. I mean, um, Ishmael Wainwright. He's uh, he's playing his last year of eligibility. Right now uh, at Baylor, he's playing football. Um, Justin Anderson, he's on the 76ers right now. Um, Tyrone Johnson, he's playing overseas in a competitive league in uh, the Dominican Republic. Michael Carrera played at South Carolina, making um, you know a, a good living over in Russia right now in a, in a, in a top league. So the, the talent pool was unbelievable, man. I mean, it just uh, if I could, um, you know, uh, do like a DNA test on those guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it would be through the roof. But, um, you know, the, the, the best story I have from my experience at Montrose is everybody looked at those guys and automatically they equated it as, man, Montrose, these guys must have unbelievable weight room. These guys must have unbelievable facilities in an unbelievable basketball court. Well, Montrose we had a, like a poly, like a rubberized basketball court. And it was like, it was like Campbell's soup red. And that was the color of it. Our weight room was 800 square feet. And we had mixed and matched dumbbells in there. We had one bench, right? Mixed and matched dumbbells. We didn't have a squat rack, right? And so um, the, the level of these guys and, and the level of their training it, it was like here and here, right? And so what I did is I, I took a lot of pride in closing the gap. And so I got in there and um, the coach, Coach Stu Vetter, just an, a remarkable guy, um, was was so successful at, you know for such a long period of time, coached for over 40 years and, and the laundry list of players that he coached, um, he coached, Arguably, I know the LeBron fans will will, will argue this, but uh, you know Kevin Durant, and um, you know he he gave me a shot. He he trusted in me, and and really gave me a phenomenal platform. So we added some equipment in. We we emphasized from day one, you know, for him and his philosophy, the weight room was always important. But um, you know, the, there, there's there's never, when you look back at a situation, Jay, like you can never like pinpoint one experience. But the one thing I was proud of is 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 taking an elite group of athletes and, and helping them understand what elite training is. And, and that, you know, you just don't bank on your DNA and you just don't bank on, you know, the fact that you're a top 20 player. And we had two of them on that team. Um you you put hard, hard work behind it, and that year we beat Oak Hill in double overtime in the you know the Dick Sporting Goods uh, NHS or excuse me ESPN it, it became Dick Sporting Goods but ESPN NHSI and uh, the quote that we live by is you know hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and that was one thing I, I talked about initially when I, I got the group and they looked at me sideways and didn't really understand what that meant. But um, I was I was really happy and, and proud to teach them what that meant. And teaching it was winning a national championship. 
That's freaking awesome, dude. That's really cool. I think that's an absolutely fantastic point and story to end it on. Matt, this is killer, bro. I, I can't thank you enough for being on this day, man. This is going to be up shortly, and uh, really excited, man. Really, really glad you could spend the time with us today. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Jay. Thanks for everything you do, man. Yeah. Seriously. Appreciate it, brother. And let's be honest, this was a long time coming. So yeah. uh, we're going to end the talk, and then I'm, we're going to bounce those questions, and I'm going to have those guesses. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, appreciate you being on, man. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch soon, brother. Thanks. And a huge thanks to GW's Matt Johnson for sitting down and talking with us today. Guys, Matt is a super person. He is a fantastic coach, and it all shows through right here. You know, talking about, you know, and going through what so many of us go through, having to build a staff and bring new people in, but not allow that to completely change the face of what you're doing and allowing them to have their mold and impact on the culture of what you're doing is absolutely awesome. Tying that in with really the the intriguing situation of dealing with athletes who don't speak English and how that makes you a better coach are, are really awesome, awesome take-home points, and I, I absolutely love it. So yeah, Matt, thank you so much for being open and honest and candid with all your sharing. I really hope you guys enjoyed this talk as much as I did, and as always, if you did, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, uh, just trying to spread the word and get great information out to great coaches, guys, so if you did enjoy it, please hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on iTunes, Podomatic, and YouTube. Um, and again, guys, as always, thank you so much for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.